0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Just Friends. As always, I'm your host, Mitchell Embry. How's everybody doing? I hope you're well. I know a lot of us are under quarantine at the moment, cooped up in our house, hanging out with our dogs and our cats. It's weird. It can be lonely a little bit. You guys are definitely bored. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. But I have fantastic news. We have a wonderful guest today. Now, I didn't meet this guy till college, but if I'm being honest, I'm a little bit ashamed that I didn't realize how connected he actually is with the Just Friends community. You'll learn more about him as we get into the show. He is a fantastic guy, my good friend and yours, the lovable Mr. Shamir Patel. So thank you for first of all, for driving. Like, how long did it take you to get out of here? Uh, 20, 30 minutes. That's, that's probably one of the longer commutes that anybody's have to make. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate
1: that. Well, yeah, for me where I live, everything's thirty minutes away, so it's normal. That's how I
0: feel living here. Also, yeah. Anything that I want to do, like in a like in the fun end of town, like downtown, or the Highlands, 20, 30 minute drive. Mm-hmm. So it's not so bad but you used to live out in this end of town
1: yeah i used to live on dixie highway yeah i told you uh, right behind the logan's roadhouse yeah
0: i love that logan's roadhouse they have this like it's like a pork chop with like fried onions on top of it
1: i've only been there once though Really?
0: (laughs) yeah so how long did you live there um for 10 years 10 years from
1: 89 to 99
0: 89 to 99 what a perfect you saw i'm imagining like from birth until you were 10
1: yeah pretty much that's cool Um, Or maybe it was 98. I just know we had a lot of people living in that house. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grandpa, grandma, my family, which were my parents, my siblings, and then my uncle and aunt. One, two, three, four. Nine people in one house. Was it a big house? No. No. Um, (laughs) It's like this house, but just a little bigger. Yeah. It's one floor in a basement and the basement's unlivable. And... We'll talk about the basement later. I'll show
0: you my basement. It looks like a fucking dungeon. Ooh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's exactly what we had. Dark and dank.
0: Dark and spidery. Yeah. So you lived there for 10 years, nine people in the same house. I imagine like rooms were shared.
1: Yeah. So where the Logans Logans is, there used to be a hotel there. Mm -hmm. And my grandpa owned that. And that's where they worked. So my grandpa and grandma would live at the hotel. They had their own little room like behind the front desk. So they would be there, and then it'd just be the rest of us in the house. So the kids had a room. My parents had a room. My uncle and aunt had a room. There's okay. only three rooms, two bathrooms. Gotcha. Um, and then my aunt and uncle were going to have a kid, our first baby cousin. And so we figured, oh, well, it's not going to be a lot of room. Is, is there? So my dad had a hotel, which was down in Bullock County, like the first exit, like 121 or something like that. So we moved closer to there. Mm-hmm. And that's that's where my parents live now. Gotcha. So we've had that since 99. So your grandpa, did, was your grandpa, so we should actually probably tell everybody because
0: people who are listening can't tell. Oh, yes. But you are from India. Well, no, you're not from India, but your
1: family is from India. Correct. Yeah. I am Indian. <laughs> <laughs> you probably can't tell from my accent. Yeah, because you don't have one. Right. Well, because you're American, but your yeah, family I was born here. is Indian. Was, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is... Uh, that's a, that's an interesting dynamic because I'm trying to increase the diversity of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a good start. Yeah, <laughs> but I've had like some black guys on. I had TJ on. My buddy Brian is a black guy, mm-hmm. so their perspective was really interesting and different from mine. But still, kind of like you know, like the average American culture in in your upbringing, maybe a little bit different dynamic. Yeah, um, but I imagine for you, it was kind of area like, like cultural dynamic. That was going on that was different from what i would have experienced so did your grandpa owned a hotel is that what brought them to america did they come to was it your grandparents that came to america
1: first um i'm not entirely sure about that yeah. i think it was my dad that came here first oh really okay cool to go to uh, college gotcha when he was like 18 or something like that right and then everyone moved over and then married my mom who was living in england at the time oh Bro- wow brought her over here
0: was she also going to school there
1: in england yeah yeah she spent uh i guess the latter half of her life before she got married there
0: that's really cool does she speak within like an english accent when she speaks no, english no. no
1: my parents don't have the english accent or an indian accent really yeah it's weird given how they live so long in these other countries yeah
0: right did was that a, I, I imagine that was like a conscious choice like they came here they learned english or they probably already knew english mm-hmm. and then they probably worked really hard to lose that accent
1: Yeah, I guess so. Um, I know when my dad was in college, uh, he took an English class, like American English class, because the only English he knew was from England, because he used to live there too, before he came to the States.
0: Will your dad and mom be on the podcast? Because they sound like fascinating people. I I
1: can tell you the story (laughs) I know about them. So my dad was born in India. Okay. uh, And then when he was young, they moved to Zambia in Africa. And that's where he lived most of his childhood, maybe his teen years. After that, he moved to England in a city called Leicester, which is probably like an hour or two away from London. And so that's where he uh, did most of his teenage years, I guess. And so my mom, she was born in Malawi, which is in Africa. But her parents were from India. Um, So she spent her childhood there, and then later, like, probably when she was older kid she moved to london where her where her mother and brother still live right now and so i guess that's how that happened that connection between them because they're in the two different cities mm-hmm. um and then after that they got married well they moved here got married or something you know things are things are a little fuzzy but that's, that's well you are not even alive gest. right <laughs> <So> that's <you're... laughs> the gist yeah and then bada bing bada boom here i am boom you know?
0: <laughs> great moves because that's really cool Mm -hmm. that is a beautiful amazing story and that's so interesting is that how come i've seen pictures of you with like cheetahs did you like go oh that um
1: in 2012 we went on a african safari oh my gosh my parents were either they retired or they're close to retiring and i finished college so we took a trip during christmas time or during the winter to africa to do like safaris um just go around and see everything because my parents had already gone before for a safari trip with some of their friends, so they wanted to bring the family. And um, so we went on safari, so yeah, that's where we saw the cheetahs. We got to walk with them, pet them, and like walk the lions and all that stuff. Um, and then further along the trip, we got to visit the house my dad grew up in in Zambia. Wow, that's really he, he's cool He's looking around like, oh, this is what that was, this is where I went to school, all that stuff. Obviously, things were different because you know development all that stuff but we were able to find the house like that's the house where i grew up in that's amazing yeah
0: now i don't i want to get back to talking about like your childhood but i have Mm -hmm. to ask before before we move on how scared were you being that close to a cheetah because i would have been i would let me tell you my butthole would have been about this big and i would have been like am i are you sure this is not gonna kill me
1: with with the with the cheetah i was fine because it just looked like a big cute cat Mm -hmm. you know um and you got to put some trust in the trainers, but the scary part was the lions, because we're in this we're in this forest. It's caged off, you know, because it's like a habitat or something. And then, the trainer guys they call the lions over, and then from the distance you see <laughs> these two. I think they're female lions. They were pretty big, yeah. just coming over. I'm like, oh, oh shit! <laughs> Could you,
0: you hear know, like their feet, like thut, thut,
1: thut, thut. Yeah, you can just oh see them gosh. coming. Like I don't know what they're thinking. Um, and you know they're they were fine. Because they, they told us that they didn't grow up in the wild because they had to rescue them, mm-hmm. so I guess they were a little trained in that way. Mm-hmm. So they were they were cool. We got to walk them. We got to hold their tails and walk them. So that was an interesting experience.
0: We have to talk more about that because just hearing you tell me that story is giving me chills. It's ooh. because you. I don't know if you know this, Shamir, but lions eat people. Uh,
1: yeah i've I've seen the movies
0: (laughs) did you ever see that video of that lady i think she was in china and they have like a park that you can drive through and the whole idea is if you drive through the park you might get to see tigers right and i'm not exactly sure what had taken place inside of this car but the woman who was inside the car was angry and she stormed out Oh, and God. as she stormed out, a lion, or not a lion, a tiger snatched her. Of
1: course, of course. Snatched
0: her like nothing.
1: Mistake number one. I
0: mean, like, because, you know, they have those claws. So, like, all it did, it was touched her with, her, with its hand. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell this, but it looks almost like all of a sudden she's stuck to this lion's, or this tiger's hand. And it's got her by her claws and just yanks her and she's gone.
1: They're strong, yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: So... But so you were here, your your family was here, your dad went to college. What did he what did he major in in
1: college? Um uh, I don't know, probably business, business. cuz he ended up owning hotels and working there too.
0: Yeah. Did he go to was he here in Louisville? going to U of L? Yeah, he
1: went to U of L. Cool. That's cool.
0: And you grew up with your whole family in this house. What was that like? Was the community
1: really tight? Was that a really big part of your life? Um me my brother and my sister, we fought a lot. Yeah. Obviously it's just not that big a space, but I mean we made it happen. It was it was nice having someone there because mm-hmm. you know parents will go off to work so when you wake up grandma's still there mm-hmm. and she'll make you breakfast lunch dinner she'll do whatever um and then we just saturday mornings just watch cartoons just normal kid stuff mm-hmm. you know but there was always family there so like i can go over there right now and it's, it's just like normal i mean it takes me back every time i i visit like these are the same walls, you know, same kitchen table, all that stuff. It's oh, nice. that's cool. Yeah,
0: that is cool. See, we're, the house we're in right now, I said my grandpa built it, and uh, my my parent or my dad and my uncle grew up here. But mm-hmm. since I've moved in, when I moved in, it was basically like just the same as it was in like 1972. So Ooh, I've okay. changed a lot. I've pulled the carpets up. Yeah, but at the same time, like when I sit in this room, I remember like. Christmases in this room mm-hmm. and so i can kind of relate to that in a lot and it's really nice to have that so how wow. would you say your childhood was different than maybe the average american childhood
1: uh, i don't know like um not really at all well things like i don't know what what is normal You know, like, for for me, living in that house was normal to me, but I don't know what it was like for other people living in their houses. Good point. But I think, I don't know, like, you always hear about how the Asian parents are always hard on the kids. Mm -hmm. Like, make sure, do good in school, get 100% on your test. Like, we had that, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure other families had that too. But, like, we had that, I guess, that extra thing that we're not from here. Like, we're a little different from everyone else, but we got – we got our own thing we got there's other patels all over the world even even here in louisville so we have our own community but as far as like how was it different from the average american i don't know probably
0: wasn't honestly i might just being a little bit racist honestly assuming (laughs) that it is
1: like i think i think there are differences but probably like you know i'm 31 so it's so hard to remember everything from back then but i think i think it was the same to some sense but different in a lot of manners I just can't think of anything
0: do you have any fun stories from childhood that you want to share with people
1: oh yeah so I was I used to be very picky about what I eat oh yeah Uh, so are my all of us my brother and my sister so if there was food that we wouldn't eat um, if you ask my parents they're going to deny this obviously (laughs) Um, they would stick us in the basement so if we didn't eat our food they would stick us in the
0: basement so you, you they put you in jail
1: yeah and that's why i mentioned the basement because it was dark and scary like a dungeon and we would just they close us in and we'd be at the door like help <laughs> i don't want to be in here and then when we came out we would eat our food oh yeah that, you know? hey it worked it it works i'll eat anything on the well, almost anything on the plate but i mean that's things like that In the whole like um oh what's the what's the nicest way to put this like when we were bad we get spanked mm-hmm. which i think everyone that's pretty normal can, yeah so do we you can say it's normal yeah so I mean, we had that and for the most part i did deserve it we all deserved it we fought a lot we did stupid stupid stuff so i feel like i'm better because of that well that's good <laughs> that's awesome but then when i asked my i told my mom like yeah you used to hit me she's like I don't know what you're talking about. I would, I would never, I would never hit a child of mine. I'm like, are you, you were there. (laughs) You know, I I remember the, the hand going across my face. Oh yeah. You know, things like that. She's like, I I don't know what you're talking about.
0: Let me tell you what my mom used to do. So my mom's a hairdresser. Mm -hmm. And
1: so I've never had my
0: hair cut by anybody except my mother in my entire life. And when I was younger, I'd be fidgety because I, you know, who wants to get their hair cut? When I was a kid, I didn't care what I looked like. I was just like whatever. Yeah. And honestly, I hated haircuts because every time we would get done, I was just displeased with how I looked. It had nothing to do with my hair. It had everything to do with just like my face. I think I was just an ugly kid. Mm-hmm. But when I'd be fidgety, you know those little short little baby hairs that you got, mm-hmm. she'd grab yep. them and she'd yank on them. Oh, like
1: god damn, damn!
0: And it would hurt, and I'd cry. Um, but I don't know if she would deny it or not. I mean, no parent. I don't think parents would like to hit their kids at all. No. So I can uh, I understand, I think, a little bit why your parents wouldn't want... <laughs> would feel guilty maybe about having to stay when
1: you're oh, I It's not that they don't feel guilty or not. It's they don't think it happened they at they, all. <laughs> you
0: think they don't even remember it at all? I, I have
1: no idea. It's just like that part of their mind just went blank. That's really cool
0: um, that you had that really close-knit family. Because I know your brother. Because mm-hmm. um, he was what two years younger than us yes Keishan and he went to PRP but Correct. you went to manual I did where did you go to middle
1: school uh Farnsley. Farnsley we all went to, all three of us went to Farnsley okay
0: so did you know my cousin Matt when you were at Farnsley because I think he went there too. he went there I then, think so
1: then yeah I
0: probably would have met him mm-hmm. Farnsley's a nice middle school I've subbed there a couple of times when oh, I was is, subbing is it still nice oh yeah it's still there it's okay. still nice yeah Good. really really close to here
1: like yeah. right down the road yeah. i think greenwood's right down the road too that's where that's where you went for elementary school so did you know jake when you were in elementary yeah, we school like uh fourth fifth grade yeah
0: you're so deep in the we, just friends community
1: we go uh way back yeah
0: i didn't know that mm-hmm. oh gosh so were you guys friends when you were there
1: yeah we were uh well we were in different classes okay. but we were on the uh, quick recall team
0: oh that's fun yeah so let me ask you did you know did you know tim higdon
1: or chris barry that, or those guys those now those names are very familiar yeah um yeah i think so
0: man i didn't realize because i didn't meet you really until college right because you went to manual Mm -hmm. what what influenced your decision to go
1: there um probably to be the the drive to like be like go to the best school yeah that asian drive Indian drive (laughs) like you have to go to the best school you got to get the best job or whatever you just got to do good because that's like being in that community that's kind of like what's ingrained in your mind that you have to go to school you have to get your grades you have to go to college you have to get a job all that stuff so that's kind of like the path i was on Mm -hmm. so my sister had gone to manual i mean she's she's smart so obviously she got in um and then i went to manual too because i guess mostly because she did because she's the one that figured out that that's the best public school quote unquote in uh louisville so i figured that's where i need to go
0: it's the best public school i think in the state yeah um yeah in terms of like grades and stuff like that now Mm -hmm. i don't know if like it's i don't know if the quality of education is is different
1: but yeah they've got definitely got a reputation that these were you know the smart kids yeah the best
0: and the brightest yeah that's cool uh
1: so how much older than you is your older sister uh two years what's her name we're all two years apart nisha
0: nisha nisha mm-hmm and then Shamir, and then Keishan.
1: Mm-hmm. We all have S H A in our names. It was that. A, that that Th- was a that's plan. That's not intentional. I don't oh, think. really? No, it's, it just happened that <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> that's hilarious. And you've got a bunch of cousins that I know too. Drew is your cousin.
1: Uh, he's he's very distant, but if you go down the family tree, he turns out to be a, a nephew.
0: Oh, that's cool. You're, he's your nephew. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful.
1: It's it's a very wide uh, family tree, but yeah, yeah because is he older than you yep one that's
0: year beautiful do you make him call you uncle
1: <laughs> no we we joke about that though when we meet people like yeah he's my nephew he's my uh uncle oh is it because your last name Patel? patella haha ha, real funny like <laughs> no that's kind of actually true really you know <laughs> that's funny
0: who is there anybody else that that i would know that you're related to
1: uh well i got two little cousins that went to prp really yeah but when do they go just a few years ago. Oh, really? No, wait. One of them went to PRP. One of them is in manual right now. Really? Okay. Yeah. That's
0: cool. If they were at PRP, they were probably, because I taught at PRP for two years, mm-hmm. but okay. I didn't have your cousin. Because if I had, I definitely would have made fun of them as much as possible. Well, her, like late,
1: a- her last name wasn't Patel, so you wouldn't know. Uh, and it was a girl. Know. See, yeah. that
0: would have changed the dynamic a whole lot. If mm-hmm. it had been a little, like a like a boy, I would have been like, yeah, I know your, uh, your cousin Shamir. He probably would have looked like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah strong eyebrows yep <laughs> and your beard is beautiful oh thank you immaculate <laughs> thank you it's wonderful i'm super jealous of it because you when I, as i look into your beard i can see no skin beneath the beard hair yeah i'm i can't get that for no matter how hard i try
1: yeah I'll, i just i just let it grow out because mm-hmm. like when i trim it i do see that under the hair i'm like uh i need like a consistent black look mm-hmm. so i just let it grow out a little and then just trim or shave right around it so that looks like one full shape i'm not good at making the lines but i i try to make it work i think you look great oh thank you
0: so you went to manual you met my cousin there what was your high school experience like
1: pretty standard um yeah i guess so like for me in elementary school and middle school i was pretty bright probably Mm. like one of the top students not to like brag or anything but that's what it felt like to me. yeah humble um but then high school came around. And that, that's where I met. That's where I realized. Oh, there's other people uh, that are just as smart, or way smarter than me. So I kind of like steadied off. So high school, I guess, was pretty normal. I belonged to the the nerds group. I didn't really socialize that well. I was I was much more introvert than I am now. Mm-hmm. Back in high school. So I want. I missed out on something. Were you
0: the only Indian kid? In your classes when you were coming up in elementary school and middle school?
1: Yep. Except for my siblings. Yeah. What was that like? It had to be hard, right? Oh, I don't know. Like Like when I was very, very young, English wasn't my first language. Really? Yeah. But when I started like preschool or kindergarten, uh, English became my more dominant language. So Mm -hmm. I forgot the other one just because like no one I knew spoke it, Mm -hmm. you know? So now I only know English to speak English. Um, but I guess I got I got used to it being the only Indian in elementary school, middle school. Um, no one really picked on me mm. or anything. Um, I mean, my only bully was my big sister. Mm. God, that was hell. <laughs> um, I would come home crying sometimes because she and her friends would just like pick on me when they see me in the hallways. and like, that's not cool. That's so cruel. But I, I give her much hell now just cause I'm i'm uh way taller, <laughs> nice, and I'm much more mature at least I think I am than she is or just in general in general, okay, yeah um yeah, but the the only real bullying started around um nine eleven yeah oh that God. whole yeah, that whole thing like I had it, um uh, my brother got it too, damn, just like just the usual like you're a terrorist, you're your evil muslim all that all oh that my stuff gosh that's terrible air, all that kind of stuff yeah. shit so uh yeah there'd be days where i'd walk down the hallways and uh like it was i i I see his face in my head like he and his friends would like they see me walk by and they like pretend to have like a in their hands and just like shoot me down the hall i'm like what what's going on <laughs> that is terrible yeah
0: that's uh, you know i don't know how you feel about that how do you feel about that person now just sad that they had that dumb mentality
1: yeah i like to assume like he's in a worse place than i am <laughs> not that i'm in a bad place but like uh, that i'm doing way better in life than yeah. he is you know i hope so uh
0: i don't know i used to get bullied because i was chubby mm-hmm. and i was not athletic and turns out i may have also just kind of exhibited some traditionally feminine characteristics that i wasn't aware of i can see yeah. that.
1: no i've I've, I've met you i've met you before and yeah no but it was funny it was it was fun though no no, you're a
0: fun guy you're not hurting my feelings at all i'm just loving that you're agreeing (laughs) with me um i got picked on a lot and now in retrospect i also saw like how i would bully people sometimes Mm -hmm. because you know it really is just kind of a continuum and it all stems from like bad shit that's happening to you and i think if if there's nothing going on in your life that's making you feel bad you're not trying to make other people feel bad Mm -hmm. so i feel sorry for my bullies more than i like dislike like like i I want them i hope they're in good places and i hope they've learned that what they were doing back then was wrong Mm -hmm. but i hate to hear that you received that much like hatred and animosity from people during that time because it didn't occur to me that you would but but now i totally understand and how long did that last for a long time
1: Oh, maybe like a year. Like, I don't get that anymore. Well,
0: of course not. Yeah. Because hopefully, one, you're not hanging out with ignorant people. No.
1: The only (laughs) ignorant people I hang out with are other people like. so. (laughs) (laughs) But you are... Yeah, Hindu, yeah. And did you practice
0: that coming up when you were growing up as a kid?
1: Uh, Uh, Very loosely. It would be like, my mom would tell us when when the holidays were and like, (laughs) what to do on these days. Gotcha. Um, Like, I don't like pray every day or anything like mm-hmm. that I, I i'm like more aloof to it like yeah i'm hindu but like i don't practice it right normally or anything like that did your grandparents or did your parents practice it pretty religiously my my grandparents did yeah my dad's more agnostic yeah which is fine he's more like analytical kind mm-hmm. of guy my mom she's into it her mom's really into it so yeah, yeah.
0: makes sense It it builds a community around you mm-hmm. yeah and you have traditions that are fun yeah. I think Hinduism has some of the funnest holidays of all religions. Yep. Yeah. Um I got to participate in Holi. That's yep. the that's the one with the colors, right? Yeah, where you throw paint at people. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. that was so much fun. I think we had powder. Yeah. Like colorful powder. It, yeah, it's it's the powder. And that was so much fun. Um it was almost kind of like a war. Like <laughs> I mean that's pretty much all <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> Festival of colors, yeah. Cuz I got to participate in a really big tradition that was awesome, and, some, and something totally different than anything I'd ever experienced when Drew got married. Mm-hmm. That
1: was really cool for me. It, it's weird when you say that because, like, for me, that's just normal. Like, oh well, yeah, that's how Indian we weddings are—three like, days long, blah blah blah. Yeah. But then, like, hearing from you, like, oh yeah, that's right. This is your first time seeing that, so you're probably like, your mind's blown, and all this energy, like coming in waves at you right lots of energy
0: mm-hmm. so many people so-
1: yes yes we have a uh, very outreaching families yeah yeah like for my brother's wedding we would invite all of our family well the most that we can and then next would be the community around mm. us and then friends that's really cool
0: did Keishan have like a, a totally like a like a traditional
1: indian wedding oh yeah yeah we definitely went over the top <laughs> yeah with kishin's wedding well i mean well not over the top but, like we definitely had fun with it oh yeah
0: yeah did you steal the shoes
1: no well we were in oh boy this is fun there's a bunch of games we play right uh-huh uh so one of them is the shoes thing yeah so the day before the actual wedding which is when you steal the shoes there's other games about how her sisters or cousins, sisters are trying to make him like drink coke or something but you know they'll probably be sneaking part like pepper in it or some okay. um, some bullshit like that so we're sitting down they come up with all this stuff and they're like here drink this and so my job and uh, the rest of the family's obviously no yeah <laughs> just no he's not going to drink it give him a good bottle please uh so it's just stuff like that. Like get, we need him to drink a good bottle of Coke. We don't want this bullshit you're trying to give mm-hmm. us. That kind of thing. Um, like they'll give bottles and they'll put straws in. it. like I don't trust that straw. I don't trust it. So we say open a new one and give it to him. So they opened one, went back, put a straw in it. I'm like, guys, I can see, I can see the shit in the straw. What, what the hell is this? And so like our whole family, like we're all in this. And I start this chant, like everyone on on three, say no one two three and then everyone like like at least 50 people no that's hilarious like we had this whole mom mentality and that lasted for like one or maybe two hours to the point where everyone's like oh can we can we just go home now you know <laughs> you know and so that night we were preparing for the wedding and i'm like okay guys we got to talk about these shoes so i pulled out big old whiteboard Got a dry race marker. <laughs> this is what we're going to do. I'm, I'm planning X's and O's like a football game. Yeah. Here's Keishan. Here's us. We're going to form the semicircle around him to make sure no one gets to his shoes. And when it's time, we get him and we run.
0: Okay, and I s-
1: see. And so now it's time for the wedding. We, we're walking down the aisle, and we're behind him in our semicircle form, and we're just looking. No, None of her family's anywhere to be found, uh, the brothers or whatever, that are going to steal the shoes. Like We don't see any of them. And then it comes time for him to take off his shoes, and we go, like we think they're hiding in the aisles, but yeah. they're not. So we just take the shoes and we're like, "Mom, okay, we got them." Yeah, and that's it. And then we got up to the uh, the main part where they're supposed to sit, and her whole family was sitting in the corner. And then later that day, uh, she told us like, "Yeah, they don't want to deal with you guys, so they just gave up." <laughs> like, all right, a win, a win is a win. You know, that's that's how uh, competitive we are. Because the whole thing
0: is you guys were drew's cousins mm-hmm. not in his immediate family correct so if you stole his shoes he's trapped at the place right he can't
1: leave without yeah, not, everything he entered with yes you have to leave with uh, everything you came in with yeah you know? that's hilarious yeah and with that we were part of his i mean we were technically part of his family mm-hmm. but uh she have you met she before yes i have we knew her longer because she moved to louisville first gotcha and then he came like a couple years after yeah so we decided we're gonna side with her <laughs> You know, and we're gonna help steal Drew shoe. So we got we got one. And so oh, we, did you? Yeah.
0: How long did you hold him hostage for?
1: Um, uh, so like the whole day. Nice. Like, so what we did is, um, they have a kitchen area in the building mm-hmm. where we were, and so I stuck it in the freezer, because I knew that no one was allowed to go into the kitchen area. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're set. So let me set
0: the stage for this wedding, because people listening do not understand. Oh yeah, how extravagant and how amazing mm-hmm. this whole situation was. Just imagine colors everywhere, so many colors. So, we were invited. I was very I felt very privileged to come, mm-hmm. and we weren't the only like I guess white people there. Like yeah, I, I was there, Jake was there. Yep. Diane Carden and her husband were there. Just people I think that Drew knew from high school. Right. And we get there and I'm I knew that it was going to be a traditional indian wedding what i did not expect was there to be like 500 people there Mm -hmm. so many people and um they would so like drew and Sheetle were up at the front like kind of doing the the ceremony right and they were passing out like desserts and stuff oh yeah 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 they had bollywood on like the tv between like Mm -hmm. all the stuff it was it was like a I mean, like, it was definitely a huge production.
1: Yeah. Indian weddings, uh, they usually go all out. The best part about it was the last
0: day. I guess this is the actual wedding. hmm And Drew is dressed like a prince. He's yep. got, like, flower, like a feather, and, like a, like, a jewel. And then there's, like, a horse. Yeah, horse with a carriage. A horse with a carriage. Mm-hmm. And then there's a dude, like, in the back of a truck, like, playing
1: a drum. Oh, yeah. Everybody's that was just a, dancing. That was a DJ.
0: Yep. That was the bomb.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we did that for Keishan's as well. He rode a horse. He rode the horse? He rode a horse and he had a sword. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Man. I got the hold the sword. I got to dance with the sword nice. all the way. Nice.
0: And then the Garba was probably... The most memorable experience for me, mm-hmm. could you explain that tradition so people understand what it is? I mean, we just dance in a circle,
1: well, okay, so we got a, a center point, right, and then when they play the songs, we dance like our rhythms in a circle around I mean it's hard to explain, but, like I guess you can just google it and yeah. you see what it's all about, because it starts off with just the bride and groom, yeah, so they'll do they'll start off maybe do like one or two completions really on, slow, on on their own. yeah, it starts off slow um. And then eventually the music builds up and builds up and builds up until then at the end it goes real fast.
0: And it's like a friggin' all-out
1: just dance, yeah, extravaganza. Yeah, when you, when it gets crowded, there are people that push. Yeah. Like you should see what happens in India. Like if you think that was crowded, yeah, they have like stadiums full of people. Wow, just dancing in their own little circles because it's just too much. Yeah, there was people doing
0: like flips. People like doing spins.
1: I don't think we flipped, but there were definitely spins. A lot of spinning. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of spinning. I wore holes in the bottom of my favorite pair of socks.
1: Yeah, that'll happen. (laughs) So that was awesome. Like, uh, it'll really work your calves up. (laughs) Oh my gosh,
0: I was sore the next day. Um, that was really really awesome. I think so. We we kind of covered middle school Mm -hmm. and high school, but you and I didn't meet until college. Right, I didn't even know at all who you were, but I'd known Keishan because we were all in. He was in TSA, like Technology Students of America, right? And so was I, and so was Jake. Or I guess maybe Jake wasn't, but I I didn't kind of known him through that. Mm -hmm. And we had done like a a thing in metal shop where we built a cat like a trebuchet, and we had like taken it and competed with it and like launched tennis balls with it and stuff like that. So I knew him through that, but I didn't meet you until we were in college right and we all went to speed school Mm -hmm. yeah what was your college experience like Ooh,
1: i will i will say that for me college was easier than high school really not like it it was still hard but like college was easier to manage than high school because for high school it's i guess going through those teenage years like everything's difficult um i didn't really do that great in high school i guess i didn't care a lot mm-hmm. you know I, I did put effort but not as much as i uh, as i should have i mean i graduated with the two eight yeah from uh high school and so after that you know trying to decide what you're going to do with your life you know college is the last point the last stop on the train before you have to like go and make money and yeah live life so i figured well shit guess i gotta figure this out i gotta hammer down you know let's take this one serious um so yeah that's what college was just gonna go to school gonna try to learn as much as can have fun with friends uh do the homework do the projects and just just get over with
0: i think i also graduated from high school with like a two eight not for the exact same reason like i didn't take it seriously Mm -hmm. but also because i'm gonna try to relax a little bit here i'm gonna settle in and be comfortable There are people here whom I really enjoy and whom I appreciate. I'm going to focus my attention on those people and having fun and making friends. And I didn't want to drag myself away from that aspect to focus on the learning thing. Right. So I don't know if I ever really even learned how to learn. I didn't know how to do it really well. Okay, yeah, I see what you mean. So then when I got to college, all of a sudden, like I'm taking higher level math courses and I was struggling with that and then coding and like programming I, n- I never really figured that out you took classes like that in high school right
1: yeah uh sophomore year that's actually when i decided to be a computer engineer or do something with computers was my first programming class
0: so you had programming classes at, at manual yeah so what did you learn while you were there what languages did you learn
1: at manual yeah oh just none that you've that none that are never used here yeah oh uh, my first language is called doctor scheme which is like a I guess it's teaching language, which mm-hmm. very different from what you will see nowadays. But, you know, figuring out problems like that, mm-hmm. you know, analyzing solutions, uh, I think that's why I decided to go into it, just because that's fun for me. Right. You know?
0: I don't even know if I understood what an algorithm was, mm-hmm. like a computer algorithm was, until maybe like five or six years ago.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I
0: just didn't, I'd heard people talk about it, but I didn't realize that it was just, just a step of pretty much yes or no questions that you mm-hmm. answer and yeah. if you follow through with these yes or no answers ultimately you will be able to to do something a desired outcome right. will come from that
1: mm-hmm.
0: now that makes perfect sense to me if i'd known that when i was w- trying to learn pro- like programming i probably would have had a little bit more success but mm-hmm. what what it became very clear was like i'm going to have to not be focusing on all of this social stuff and I'm gonna really spend a lot of my time focusing on learning this stuff and I didn't have the discipline to do it. So I got through Cal one, I got like a C, then I got into Cal two and I failed it. And then I rallied, took it again the next year, passed it.
1: Nice, nice. And then failed Cal three. Uh, <laughs> I was like fuck. Yeah they just just keep on coming.
0: Yeah, they don't stop. And so then I was just like maybe this is not for me. Um, and now as an adult, I look back and I'm like, I could definitely do it now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's now cause you probably have the mindset to be able to do it. Cause yeah. back then you're like, you're, you're jumping in feet first. Right. Right. Just trying to figure it out on the, on the way. But now that you've figured out like what it takes to do something. Yeah. Right. It's probably easier to go back. Yeah.
0: And I didn't know what it was, but I, I definitely don't want to go back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Same. I don't want to go back. My last day of school, I was like, Fuck it. I'm done. I'm not coming back. I don't want to do no PhDs, no other degrees. I'm set. Let's move on. So what do you have? You have a, a bachelor's degree in computer science and computer engineering
0: and yeah. a master's degree in computer science and computer engineering? Correct. Cool. And so what are you doing with that now?
1: Uh, right now, I work at uh, CBS Interactive as a software engineer.
0: Nice. Mm-hmm.
1: I've, I think this is my. Th- this is going to be my third year, third or fourth year there. Mm-hmm um so yeah so like you know the websites like cnet cbs news cbs sports yeah uh my team that i'm on we manage the uh the content management system that controls what you see on that website cool like all the editors will type in our program like what the articles are like here's some pictures here's some videos and then they hit save and then it'll show up on the website in, in
0: like in the format that you guys have decided or somebody has decided yeah, that it should like, look like.
1: It's almost like typing in a Google Doc and saying here, publish this. Gotcha. So they can format it however they want.
0: Oh, that's cool. hmm Um, do you ever get to do any of the, like the cool T V stuff?
1: No. <laughs> no, I'm not we don't have nothing to do with T V, just those websites. Bummer. Like um, every time someone asks me where i work i will say cbs interactive mm-hmm. and then they go oh the pharmacy because they think i say cvs oh yeah i said no the you know cbs the the tv station oh so you're on tv oh. no no, nah, <laughs> i'm far from it actually um my parents were watching the uh, colbert show oh yeah what, the late night the new one yeah yeah okay. and on it he had a musical guest named shamir yeah same name some, some rapper guy or hip hop or whatever. Uh-huh. They sent me a picture of his name and uh, they, told, they asked me, Is, did you have something to do with this? I'm like, no. I have nothing to do with what's on TV. That's hilarious. But it'd be cool. It'd be kind of cool. Because a
0: guy named Shamir was on a CBS affiliated television show. Yep. Uh, but they had so much joy when they saw that. Yeah. Does it bring your family joy to see like Indian people were like really doing well? because i feel like especially in the entertainment industry indian people are killing it like yeah. y- there's just a ton of like really hilarious and really entertaining people in that industry right now well,
1: yeah like you got aziz ansari you got minaj yes so yeah uh,
0: kumail nanjiani oh yeah i love kumail yeah oh my god he's hot now you see that dude yeah dude he is fucking ripped now <laughs> yeah and you are in very good shape now yeah i, I try yeah i'm trying the conscious decision like, I, need, I, you... I need to try harder though who are you telling? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I saw pictures. If you do, was it
1: like a tough mudder? Oh yeah, that was was that tough mudder? No, that was um, shoot, it's kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. but I forgot what it's called. It just escaped me. But yeah, it's like a five mile or five k obstacle course. Okay, and it's fun.
0: Yeah, it looked like fun. I saw you climbing underneath like some barbed wire.
1: Jumping over some stuff. Did you have to? Was it like a jungle gym, monkey bars? bars? Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was like crawling through mud, all that kind of stuff. It's, it's fun, but oh, it's tough. Like the obstacles, they're fun, and Mm -hmm. I like to do them. But it's the running between the obstacles, uphill, downhill. That's what got me. I hate running. I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it. Just run it. Or running is kind of just boring for me. Like point A to point B. eh, It's not fun. Like Mm if like I play volleyball. That's Ooh. fun, like that's active, and yeah. that's that has like a goal to win, right? But for running, for running, it's like I'm just gonna go from here to there, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna run it. And my biggest problem, I, I probably could run, but I just can't breathe properly. Really, you know, like I just get out of breath after after so long. I'm like, oh, this is painful. I yeah. can't keep going. Yeah. So, do you like what you're doing? Do you like your job? Oh yeah, it's fun. It's you don't have to come in with a polo and khakis every day. Nice. Like the dress code is whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, not like whatever, but like I, I've gone in during the summer. I'll go in with sandals, shorts, and a t-shirt.
0: Right. And that's normal. That's really cool. So really relaxed environment.
1: Yep. Really relaxed. It's, it's, it's the good amount of challenging. It's not hard. It's not too hard, but it's not too easy. It's kind of the thing where every day you come in and it keeps you going. Right you know and the the people you work around with they they've got that mentality too that you know this is fun this is a good challenge this it's 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 inspiring to keep me to keep going as well yeah that's why i don't i don't mind going to work every day like i i haven't gone to a day of work where i thought i don't want to be here yeah like even on the days where I actually say I don't want to be here, I still want to be there. Yeah. I'm just I just like to rant. I like to complain <laughs> a lot. You know, I think I picked that up from Chad. Oh, definitely. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. What so? What exactly is like your average day of work like? What kind of problems are you solving, or just like is it just things are breaking and you have to fix them?
1: Oh, kind of. What, what it is is? Uh, we've got features to build. We've got bugs to fix, mm-hmm. and we all have like this queue of what we call tickets to pick up. So whatever the next ticket is, just take it, and then you just work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the features, like, we figure out, like, okay, how do we want this built? And mm-hmm. then we write down some instructions, like, here's high-level what we want it to look like in the code. And so you just go do it. And then for bugs, it's more like, all right, well, here's this bug they're having. Meh, figure it out. And that's fun sometimes. I mean, it'll lead you down a rabbit hole, all these tickets that we work on, but I think it's healthy.
0: How much are you, are you writing, like, or, organic code and how much are you just like finding shit that's already been made on the internet?
1: Oh, ooh, that is a good question. Cause all the answers do come from Google yeah. and uh, stack overflow. Um, I think the most organic part is thinking about what to do mm-hmm. and like kind of like how it's done. And then, uh, I guess depending on the solution you come up with, maybe, I mean, there's a fair amount of Googling right. to say like, here's the problem I'm having. How has it been addressed before? You know that kind of saves time. Like if someone's right. fixed it already. Um, yeah. I think most of it, most of it is just our way of wanting to do it. Right. That's pretty much it.
0: And coming up with like a process, I mean, that really is the 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 creative part. Mm-hmm. How do you? How do I want to solve this problem? How could I do this in the least amount of steps? Right. And then you can go find the code. That's already probably already been made. Mm-hmm. Or like as close to what you want and then if you understand it well enough you can fix it.
1: Yeah. So, sometimes the approach I take is I don't care how efficient or inefficient it is, let's make it happen. Right. And once it once that works, let's figure out how to make that better. Okay. That way we're not trying that way we're not stuck in the loop of this won't work because it's not as efficient as this, so you'll you'll never get things done. Mm-hmm. So like, what we're trying to do is let's get it done first, and then we'll figure out how to make it better. That's cool. Mm-hmm.
0: I, I think that's kind of what you said there. It's just just the perfect amount of challenging. In mm-hmm. teaching, we call that the zone of optimal proximity. Ooh. Ideally, the place where you learn and the place where you grow the most is where you're 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 being challenged. You've mm-hmm. never done this before. Right. But it's not so challenging that you're like. I don't have the skills necessary
1: to solve this problem. Yeah, fuck this. I don't want to do this. Yeah.
0: And if you can live in that place, then you'll just constantly continue to get better and better and better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's really cool that you have that. Um, what do you, What's 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 next on the table? Because, so, school, you did this whole school thing. You got your master's degree. Do you have any fun college stories you want to tell?
1: Um, I, mean, I mean, the only... The only thing I can think of is just—I mean, everyone's heard Chad's episode where we spend all night working on these projects. I mean, that's pretty much my college. Really? Just <laughs> yeah, really just, just me, and Chad, and anyone else who tags along, just struggling with the books.
0: Yep, grinding it out. Grind, yeah. That's awesome. Where do you think that discipline came from? From from being like in an Asian family.
1: Um, that is a good question. You're asking good questions here. Um, I guess it's just knowing that after college, that's it. Uh-huh. That's like my only opportunity to figure out. Like I wanted to be a computer engineer. And when I first started college, my thought was I need to learn what I need to learn from college. That way I can know what to do when it comes to the real life. So when it comes to taking these classes, now granted there were classes I didn't pay attention in like history and english and whatever because i knew that didn't really apply to what i was going to do like there were there were semesters where i had like one history class and then like seven computer classes after that and i would get uh don't tell my parents but i got like a c (laughs) or d in history but all my computer classes a's and b's because that's all i cared about right so i went in with the mindset like i gotta this class i take got to figure it out got to learn this stuff and it helped that you know we have this group of us that were in it together we took all the same classes so we just figured it out all together like we would there were times where we just shout at each other like what the fuck does this mean you know mm-hmm. I, chad especially yeah chad likes to yell it's i think i've picked that up from where i, I just like to rant for no reason mm-hmm. um definitely got that from him um i mean it was fun watching him get mad we we joke at him i think most of the fun stories are just watching chad get mad about something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you know i think you can relate yeah i
0: can't it's, here's the fun thing about chad if you don't know chad he's very quiet very reserved mm-hmm. um he would never dance he would never go out yeah, of his I'd way
1: i don't see him as a singing or dancing type no. not at all
0: but once you get to know him he is dramatic Yeah. He can be very dramatic. Yeah. In the most interesting way. I remember one time I was golfing with Chad, and it was just like kind of almost like a look into Chad's internal dialogue. He walks up to the golf ball, swings the club, skims the top of it, it rolls across the ground like 30 feet. Oh god. He's like, fuck. And he smashes his club into the ground, right? Oh my god. So then he kinda like shakes it off, walks back up to it, and this is this is exactly what he says out loud. He says all right chad you piece of shit
1: he does that he does that
0: <laughs> yeah you're gonna fuck this up so bad you're fucking terrible at this why do you even play golf why do you even play oh golf my God, that is so him yeah he takes a big deep breath swings the club beautiful beautiful shot nice <laughs> tall arc lands on the green rolls right up he's probably six inches from the pin and the whole time, up to this point, he was just telling himself how awful he was. Yeah. And then he, beautiful, beautiful shot.
1: Yeah, every project we work on or every test we're preparing for, he's like, I'm fucking stupid. I'm going to fail this fucking test. Fuck this class. Fuck this school. All this. So many F-bombs from him. You know, but in the end, we make it count. And, uh, I mean, he's doing just fine. He's doing great. Yeah. But he's
0: got his wife, and now he started his little family. Mm-hmm. Um and I think he's really happy with where he's at. So good for Chad. Yeah, shout out to Chad. Chad, and also you know we talked a little bit about we talked a little bit about mindfulness and about self care because mm-hmm. that's something that's really popular in our culture right now. Yeah, and that kind of stems a little bit from Hinduism, probably a little bit more Buddhism, but that you know kind of. So do you practice meditation or do you do anything like that in your day to day life? Uh.
1: Not really, really i mean, I just try to play it chill mm-hmm. in general, like if something stresses me out, I'll either brute force through it or I'll just walk away and then come back to it, mm-hmm. like I guess video games that stresses me out just i mean it's fun, but the hard games, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna step away, yeah. I'll come back later, and then things that life, I don't like arguing or anything like that, like I'm not a fan of conflict, but i'll I'll figure things out through that, but like i try to keep the peace as much as i can because i mean uh less stress is better for you so i try not to stress out a lot stress out about a lot of things do you struggle with like
0: an internal dialogue that you have a difficult time shutting off ever
1: yeah for me uh, there's a lot of overthinking like being the introvertedness i i think more than i speak yeah So anytime there's like a situation where I start stressing out, I always overthink what's going to happen. Like, oh, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen, this could happen. Because I'm going to fuck it up. I'm going to do something that's going to affect it. And then I try to play out steps later. Well, if this happens and that happens, if this happens, that happens. So that goes on on a lot in my head about, you know, different situations. But at some point, you just got to go with it, Mm -hmm. I guess. I try to go with the flow when I can. And then like before work, I mean, luckily what we do at work is pretty stru- structured, so we know we have a good idea what we're doing the next day, but I like to hype myself up. Like how to Spike, oh, my dog, <laughs> <laughs> i would be like, all right, we're going, all right, but I'm going to go to work and we're going to have an awesome day and I'll be back and we're going to, you know, go do that thing we're going to do or something like that. That's awesome. So positive self-talk. Yeah. Do you, I, there's obviously a lot of negative self-talk but there's some positive in there yeah yeah positive self-talk is
0: is big um just telling yourself that things are going to go well is yep. really important mm-hmm. so let me were you nervous coming into this oh yeah oh yeah
1: yeah like the first uh moment we texted about this that night i it was hard to sleep I'm like oh my god what am i gonna talk about i don't know anything oh yeah <laughs> my life's so boring that kind of thing but like I mean, when we started we just started on the mics i didn't even hit i didn't see you hit record or anything we just started talking and now it just feels fine that's because i have all
0: i have a rule and it's always be recording
1: yeah um and i've broken that
0: rule in the past <laughs> so how's your experience been so far though you said you were nervous coming in i feel just fine good
1: I'm just talking about stuff i'm yeah. glad
0: so what have you been up to since college i mean like obviously you got your career going now
1: yeah um let's see within the past year i've got my own my own house yeah my own dog um so yeah i'm living on my own now moved out finally that's cool yep being an adult um let's see what else it sucks doesn't it oh my god mortgage (laughs) oh oh i thought i was making enough money yeah no i'm fine with money yeah but uh yeah now you got to, like, budget mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Don't buy too much food, that kind of thing. Yeah. That's my problem. I I eat a lot. Oh, yeah. I remember that about
0: you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jake Stratton's wedding. I'll never forget this. Do you remember Jake Stratton's wedding? Ooh. Was I even there? Yeah, you were definitely there. Okay. Um, Ch- Jake's wedding took place at, like, a... There was a train that stopped everybody. Okay, I remember that. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. uh, God, that freaking... That, uh, that wedding... I missed the actual wedding because mm-hmm. of that train, but I was there for the reception. Oh, I think I did miss it too. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember they had chicken tendies mm-hmm. and I think you ate like 30 tendies.
1: 30? Not really. Oh, okay. Uh, but they were delicious and they had honey mustard. It sounds like me then. Yeah. I make own lunches now. Mm. I simple salads. Smart. And then once a week we'll go out for lunch, whatever. Nice. Have you had Korean barbecue? no oh you need to go I'd, i've heard it's awesome it's like a it's almost like a
0: event isn't it like you cook your own food and stuff like that yeah
1: yeah the place we went to i'll, I'll give you the place after this okay but you can order certain meats they'll give you a table with the grill and you just grill it yourself and it's awesome that
0: is awesome yeah
1: and i know i've been to one in la and uh there's like a one-time fee like 20 bucks or something like that you can have as many meats as you want mm. like unlimited refills wow yeah how so do they it,
0: make money i guess they know about what an average person can eat
1: yeah i guess so yeah because like after that i was like oh my god i can't eat meat for the rest of the day <laughs> <laughs> like i don't think i've ever had I've, I've never had meat sweats but i imagine someone would after going to one of those i've never even heard that term meat sweats yeah i just learned it kind of recently it's first for some reason when people eat meat they'll get sweaty huh i think there's like something in it that interacts with their body
0: huh that's interesting like that maybe i have had them then and just didn't know
1: yeah you you eat meat does your whole family eat meat um no uh my mom she's a vegetarian Mm -hmm. her family's vegetarian Mm -hmm. my dad eats meat um but my grandparents are vegetarian it's it's mixed i guess yeah is there do you catch
0: shit because you eat meat
1: (laughs) um there's times where mom said she regrets that i ate meat from the beginning yeah because i think one day she wanted me, she wanted us to be vegetarian um because that's her belief and all that but apparently one day dad brought us happy meals from mcdonald's and that Mm -hmm. that, that's when
0: all hell broke loose ruined it yeah the the whole i mean i understand the motivation to be vegetarian because of hinduism Mm -hmm. but I mean that's kind of just becoming a trend now. Have you w- watched the Netflix documentary about like factory farming and just that? Oh whole, no, I've
1: not. Don't watch it. <laughs>
0: okay, because you, you will feel so guilty about eating meat after you I watch would, like the horrible yeah, conditions that these worry. animals live in.
1: Like I've I've seen the the gifts of like how chicken nuggets are made at McDonald's. Yeah, but I still eat them. Yeah, you know the the pink sludge that comes out of the <laughs> tubes or whatever. Like I looks like when I see it on the menu, it looks fine to me. It's <laughs>
0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for part one of our conversation with Shamir. God damn, he's hilarious. He's so subtle, I didn't even realize how funny he was until I listened to it a second time. And I know what you're thinking, you can't wait to listen to part two. Well, guess what? If you're a Patreon patron, you can. It is available for you now on the Patreon site. That's patreon.com forward slash Mitch Makes if you guys haven't found that yet go check it out it's just a place where you can support the show and if you choose to do so i wanted to make sure that i took care of you you get to listen to part two on sunday three days early and whether you're a patron or not you're listening and i love you for it thank you guys so much i hope you enjoy what you're hearing and if you do please share the instagram page share the facebook page let people know what's going on over here at just friends And if you don't know what Facebook page or Instagram page I'm talking about, search Just Friends Podcast on Facebook or justfriends.pod on Instagram, and you will find us there. Guys, I hope you're not going stir-crazy. Try to get out and go for a walk or something. Read a good book. Make good decisions. I'm going to try to do the same. I love you guys. Have a fantastic week. Bye.